Hi everyone, here is the podcast that Bethany and I are starting. My name's Clara, by the way, if you've never heard of us before. Um, So this might be our first episode. We're kind of doing a practice run, but if it turns out really good, then you guys will get to hear it. If not, then I don't know who I'm talking to right now. So we decided... (laughs) We decided to start with just questions and topics coming from some of our closest friends um yeah and there's some our good faithful listeners who don't know that they're faithful listeners yet <laughs> um yeah so i guess we'll just jump right in read the first question the first question comes from my dear friend emma why aren't babies considered nine months old at birth My first response to that was, whoa, what a good question. And here's the thing. They should be. And I believe, if I'm remembering correctly and if I wasn't lied to, that some cultures do consider a baby one year old at birth. Do you have any thoughts, Bethany? I think it is interesting because, yeah, like Clara said, there are some cultures that think that like count age as one from birth but I think age is weird because your birthday is like the day that you're born so I think like if you consider age starting at your birthday like you're not born before you are birthed so I think that's probably why it is but um yeah if you start the conversation at like conception if you start age at conception then They should technically be nine months old at birth, but that was a very interesting question. I guess I had never thought about it before, but I enjoyed pondering it. Yes. So I think what you're saying is instead of birthdays, we should have conception days. (laughs) I don't think we should necessarily have conception days. (laughs) I think that's just why they're not considered nine months old at birth is because we don't start tracking age from conception, just from birth. Fair enough. You know, this topic made me think how the other day I got an ad on, I don't know, probably Spotify or Snapchat, about, it was like about a pregnancy test, but like how like, also about fertility and having babies, which was interesting in contrast to all the birth control ads I have been getting for, what, like two, three years? Like, do... The government or FBI, whoever gives me those ads, do they want me to get pregnant or not? Regardless, that's not happening anytime soon. Um, or maybe this is just a sign from God himself. I really don't know. Okay. But here's a story of when I first got birth control ads. I think I had just turned 18, which obviously made me an official adult, and It was on Snapchat. Not only was it for birth control, but it was for birth control to get shipped to your door. And if having medicine shipped to you and not getting it through a doctor or pharmacy, like, that is the sketchiest thing I can imagine. And I have never ordered birth control to be delivered to my house, in case you're wondering. But some brands, you get free stickers with it. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Good story. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) So our next question is from our friend Kate. She says, what is something you would do if fear wasn't a factor and you knew you could not fail? And honestly, when I started thinking about this, I think 
This is two questions in one. One of those questions being, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And the other being, what would you do if you had no fear? The answer to the first one is fly. I think that would be super fun to fly and not fail because it means you wouldn't like crash or anything tragic. But if I had no fear, I mean, maybe I'd be stupid enough to try to fly, but I don't... (laughs) I don't know what I would do if I had no fear. Well, personally, I like how the two questions are combined. And there are, like, two things that come to mind. The first one is probably something adventurous, like skydiving or, I don't know, just something adventurous. Because adventure is fun, but I'm also a very afraid person, specifically when it comes to height. Um, And I wouldn't enjoy failing either of course especially in skydiving um but the other thing that when we first went over these questions that Clara mentioned was asking someone on a date and I think that would be just the perfect just really the perfect and ideal situation I could find myself in if I had no fear and I couldn't fail I would really like to ask someone on a date because I don't handle rejection well, of course, and I never would want to be someone's second choice. So, if I had no fear and I knew I couldn't fail, I would go on a date, probably. Um, great question, Kate. We, we, we enjoyed pondering that one as well. <laughs> um, the last question that we're going to cover today is from Shandog herself. What is the best Pop-Tart flavor? I guess I'll go first. (laughs) Um, I used to be obsessed with cookies and cream flavor, um, but I'm obsessed with cookies and cream anything. I'm obsessed with Oreos, so that isn't too surprising. But I have since grown to like just like plain kind of fruit flavor, so just like strawberry. Pop-Tarts without frosting, I don't even know why they invented those. Those are just gross i've never even heard of that (laughs) yeah they are they're a thing and i don't know why anyone would want to eat them um i have heard that like the brown sugar flavor of pop tart is good but i've never actually tried that so if if anyone's tried that let me know i'd be interested what about Mm -hmm. you clara so first before i answer the question we have some background story about my pop tart childhood history i loved pop tarts and when i ate them was basically only for breakfast, but only when I slept over at my best friend's house. Um, and her family, they had, like, the good Pop-Tarts, like, the ones with chocolate in them. But my mom, she, like, refused to buy Pop-Tarts. And when she did, they were, like, the strawberry ones and the blueberry ones, which I guess is fine. But I'm a chocoholic, and chocolate is so much better than those ones. And so... Oh, and also, this is a part of my Pop-Tart childhood history, but when I turned probably, like, 17, I started to get elderly because if I eat more than, like, one ounce of sugar in a day, I get sick, and I used to be able to eat candy all day, every day. That's another story. So the point is, I sometimes eat Pop-Tarts, but not extensively because it's so much sugar, oh my word. So... I don't know if I have a flav- favorite flavor, but 
any of them that have chocolate is bound to be a good one. I would agree. And fruit. I I did say I like the fruit as well, <laughs> but well, yeah. So I guess that's all for this podcast today. Yeah, we enjoyed um going over these questions. Uh, in the future, we definitely want to cover like more topics, and we might add more questions. But um, yeah, we have a a, a whole bank of questions that have come in for us. So <laughs> we'll definitely be covering those in the future. If your question didn't get in, no worries, guys. We'll get to it eventually, um, assuming it's appropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will be covering topics too. Serious and funny, I would say. We enjoy pondering both of those vibes, question mark. We enjoy pondering, end of story. All of them. All of the above. We'll ponder anything. Yeah. Whether or not it's made public. Our audience. <laughs> that is very true. So we hope you enjoyed this first taste of um the ponder cast. And hopefully we will come to you in the future with more topics to ponder together. 